Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Brought to you by MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for 29 years by U.S. News and World Report. Learn more about MD Anderson at makingcancerhistory.com. Security News This Week. Browser Extensions Scraped Data from Millions of People by Emily Dreyfus. Europeans had to navigate by the stars this week. Well, GPS, but still. After the continent's burgeoning Galileo Satellite Navigation Network went dark for a full seven days. The incident is a warning for everyone of how fallible the infrastructure of our modern lives really is. In more uplifting news, security researchers made an app designed to kill to prove a point about the intense risks of Internet Connect health devices and the need for companies who make them to stop ignoring those risks. Wait, sorry, murder apps are not uplifting. We explained how to clear out your zombie apps and online accounts, and why Microsoft's very serious Blue Keep bug hasn't wreaked havoc on the Windows devices of the world, yet. Oh, and we, like everyone else, took note of this week's viral app, FaceApp, which shows you how you'll look when you're old. Though people were quick to point out its security risks, we reminded you that if you're worried about FaceApp, you're really going to panic when you learn about a little old app called Facebook. But that's not all. Every Saturday, we round up the security and privacy stories that we didn't break or report on in depth, but which we think you should know about nonetheless. Go to Wired.com and click on the headlines to read them. And stay safe out there. Some browser extensions are spying on you and selling your private data. If you use browser extensions, you'll want to hear this. Ars Technica reporter Dan Gooden brings news of a major new privacy failure, dubbed Data Spy, recently unearthed by security researchers. Seems that some widely used Chrome and Firefox browser extensions scraped and sold the data of more than 4.1 million people until the researcher alerted Google and Mozilla. These extensions took the URL and other details from your browsing history and sold them to a data firm called Nacho Analytics, which marketed itself as providing a god mode for the Internet. Nacho Analytics then published them for a fee. Because of the way many of the pages were protected, or rather not protected, those published links often allowed people to see the content of the pages themselves. Among the sensitive pieces of information spilled? 
tax returns, doctor-patient communications, and links to Nest cameras. The scariest thing about DataSpy is that it likely represents a small fraction of the extensions out there invading your privacy. As Gooden found when he dug into the research, many of these extensions and Nacho Analytics reference this spying and selling in the fine print of their terms of service. So what can you do to protect yourself? First, read the whole R story to see if you were caught up in DataSpy. And second, read the fine print before installing any extensions. NSO Group says its spyware can scrape your data from the cloud. An Israeli spyware company popular with intelligence agencies across the world and famous for exploiting WhatsApp with just a phone call has a new sales pitch. Citing unnamed sources, the Financial Times reports that NSO Group is now telling governments and potential customers that its spyware can access personal data from the servers of all big tech companies. The important thing to note, though, is that it apparently claims to do so by compromising your device's authentication tokens. In other words, they haven't hacked the cloud, but the smartphones and computers of people who access it. Bottom line, as always, if a nation-state targets you, you're toast. Microsoft is giving away free security software for voting machines. How do you hack an election? Let me count the ways. Through disinformation campaigns, gerrymandering, breaching voter rolls, and, oh yeah, targeting the voting machines themselves. Though experts have warned for years that voting machines are insecure, companies and municipalities have been slow to upgrade and secure them, despite voting machines being listed as critical infrastructure by the U.S. government. This week, software giant Microsoft announced it has developed open-source software that can help make voting machines more secure. The company is giving the software away for free in the hopes that it can help shore up systems ahead of the presidential election next year. Microsoft also announced it has found 781 attempted cyber attacks by foreign hackers targeting political organizations so far this year. Slack is updating 1% of all user passwords. After Slack was breached in 2015, the company reset the passwords of those whose accounts had been affected. But recently, the company says it received a batch of breached credentials through its bug bounty program and realized they were from the same 2015 incident. On Thursday, it announced it had decided to reset the passwords of all users who were active on Slack during the 2015 breach. If you, like me, are one of those people but haven't had your password reset by Slack, that's likely because you had already changed it since 2015. Or you use some kind of single sign-on authentication service, according to Slack. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.